got one question for you. Baby oil? <laughs> the whole <laughs> damn, damn bottle. <laughs> Wednesday. Welcome back to Subtitles On or Off. I'm Bailey. And I'm Jess. And we are so happy to be in the Christmas spirit, the holiday spirit. It's almost Christmas. It's almost New Year's. How you feeling, B? Dude, Christmas is this weekend. Like, are you ready? I, yes. <laughs> I'm like, I'm ready for like the time off from work. You know <laughs> Absolutely. I, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, that's the vibe I'm going for. Um, and just to see family, you know, like, yeah. do you have any fun holiday plans? Like you're going to see the fam? Yep. Going to see the fam. Um, we have a couple holiday traditions we're picking up this year and, um, I'm just excited. I'll be with them for like six days, which is pretty much the longest time amount of time I'll, I'll have spent with them in a very long time. So I, I feel like since quarantine, like, <laughs> yeah, honestly, same. I'm going to be home with my family for about 10 days. I wow. Think. Yeah. That's some good quality time. What do you have planned? Um, okay. Top secret. I don't know if my mom's going to listen to this or not, but I think my brothers and I are going to get matching tattoos. <gasps> yeah. Whoa, Bailey, you can't just bring this on me. <laughs> What are you going to get? <laughs> this is the first time you're hearing this. Yeah, I am flabbergasted. <laughs> Hold on. Okay, we've talked about this before. Are you going to get what I think you're going to get? Yeah, so we're going to get all of our emojis for our oh nicknames. <laughs> and we're each going to get the three. And then whoever it's on is going to get theirs filled in. So we're going to do outlines and then oh, um, cute. Okay. like a filled in of the emoji oh my God, I love so it's in the works I don't think we have set an appointment yet okay um but there's been emails back and forth between some tattoo artists so we'll see so I'm really hoping it happens I'm not too sure it's not set in stone yet but that'll be really fun is mom okay with this or is mom not okay with this I mean mom's never been a fan of tattoos uh, all right do does anybody have tattoos no Ooh, everybody's first time yeah this is so exciting. So, but again, we're all adults. Our body, our choice. Absolutely. So, and like, they're literally your brothers. Like, right. that's it's so life. Sen- it's so sentimental. Yeah. So, yeah, that's in the works. Hopefully it happens. If not, other than that, we're just, you know, spending some family time. Um, my brother's boyfriend's going to be in town with us. So. Is it his first Christmas with the fam? Uh, first Christmas, yes. But not like first time kind of hanging out with all of us. For but sure. First okay. holiday. I love that. So that'll be fun. And yeah, we're just going to play some games, eat some good food, see some other family members. Yeah. So. Are you a puzzle family? Um, We recently became a puzzle family. Nice. COVID, Did you do a Marvel COVID. puzzle? Yes. We've done a Marvel. We've done a Harry Potter. We've done a, a bunch of different variations of yeah. Marvel and Harry Potter. <laughs> I remember this story. Yeah. All during like COVID quarantine. We were just like, like everybody else in the world big puzzle for sure I mean we did a puzzle every year for Christmas yeah well it's actually funny that you mentioned that because I was on the phone with my mom I think yesterday and she was like I got us a new puzzle I'm so I'm not going to tell you what it is I'm just so excited to show you and I was like mom I can't wait to see what it is (laughs) like it's gonna be thrilling I love that um but yeah we're just a big games family like we play a lot of games when we're together yeah actually when I was visiting my family for Thanksgiving my dad was like hey guys, I got a new game I want us to play together. And I was like, who are you? Because yeah. there's about two games that we play in our house. And it's Pinochle and like, I don't know, maybe a board game every now and then. What is Pinochle? Pinochle is like, it's a four-person card game. It's adjacent to Bridge. Okay. In the sense that like only your parents or your grandparents <laughs> play it. Have ever heard of it? Got it. Yeah. But like growing up, my parents would have these family friends that would come over and they would play Pinochle all night and they would get drunk and play cards and the kids would hang out and like, I don't know, that was their thing. And so um, then my parents taught my brother and I to play. Hmm. And so we'll sit around and the four of us will play cards. That's fun. So that's fun. And then at Thanksgiving, my dad got a new game and we played that and it was really fun. And then... Also, I went to Costco with my mom over Thanksgiving, and we were walking through the aisles, and we saw this display for puzzles. And she was like, oh, should we get a new puzzle for Christmas? Because we always do. We do a new puzzle every year. And usually it's like a winter 
Christmas themed one, thousand pieces. We'll do it over the course of like a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. And we go to the puzzle display, and the first one I see is it's a puzzle, and the picture of it is a picture of Costco. Oh my god! Wait, <laughs> I saw you post about this. Yeah, because I was so excited. <laughs> I literally didn't even look to see what the other options were for the puzzle picture. Yeah. I was just like, this one's Costco. I need to do this right now. It looked like a Where's Waldo, but for Costco. Yeah, it kind of was. It was like a jam-packed Costco. They had the food court. They had the inside. <laughs> like, I was, I just, I love Costco so much. And I was like, I need this puzzle. That's the most you puzzle. Yeah, right. <laughs> so funny. Oh, I'm so excited though. But so today, what did we do today? We watched our favorite Christmas movie. Our favorite Christmas movie. And we haven't watched it yet this season. Well, we also haven't watched it together. We've never watched it together. I'm shocked. Okay, let's talk a little bit about our history with this movie because my history with this movie goes pretty far back. However, yours not so much. I really want to know your history with this movie. Okay, so the movie we're talking about is This Christmas, starring the one and only Idris Elba and chris brown and regina king king and loretta divine yeah just i mean so many people in this movie great cast so my history with this movie is i think my brother and i stumbled upon it just one year i was maybe in middle school maybe high school but it was just like on tv and we were like oh this is great like it it totally fit our genre of movies we like to watch which is just like family reunions families coming together yes, yes. like adult siblings coming home something happens something's going on whatever and so we were like oh my god yes let's watch this movie and we fell in love with this movie and I was like this is so good and we watch it every single Christmas and it became my favorite Christmas movie Aww. and it's so funny when I meet people And they're like, oh, what's your favorite Christmas movie? And they're expecting some answer like The Grinch or Home Alone or... Which we found out last week, (laughs) Bailey's only seen once. I am still shocked. I'm still shocked. You know, I actually thought about watching that this morning and I didn't. Instead, Uh, I watched... Can you please? Santa Claus. I'm going to text your brother. I'm going to be like, can you guys watch this and get (laughs) Bailey in the spirit? Because like, she needs to appreciate this movie. You know, if you think I've only seen it once, imagine how many times he's seen it. Probably again. Oh my only god, once. you're right. What is wrong with your family? It's just the family <laughs> thing. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it became my favorite Christmas movie. And then when everybody would ask me what my favorite Christmas movie is, they would have never heard of it. So I'd always prefaced it being like, "Well, you've probably never seen this movie." That's exactly how you told me. But <laughs> this Christmas is my favorite Christmas movie. And yeah, that's when we were talking at probably a Christmas party with our friends. I think so. We weren't like super close yet, just kind of making like surface level conversation mm-hmm. around the holidays. We we're like, oh, what's your favorite Christmas movie? And I told you and you, had, you hadn't you had heard of it. And I was like, oh, it's so good. It's got Idris Elba. It's got Chris Brown. And you were like, <laughs> hold on. I was like, <laughs> pause. <laughs> <laughs> or in the ter- in the words of Princess Mia, rewind and freeze. <laughs> Idris Elba. Yeah, you had me at Idris Elba. Yeah, I really did. <laughs> I just I don't know why I hadn't heard of it, but as soon as you told me about it, I was really excited. Um, I immediately went home and watched it, and yeah. I fell in love. Like I laughed out loud. It was so funny and so genuine and like it it really felt like I was a part of the family and I was just hanging out with them yeah so it is a really good movie it's so good okay well let's get into it because we did watch it today oh yeah we had never watched it together oh right which honestly (laughs) we kind of like were distracted this whole day yeah but um I did enjoy rewatching because we hadn't watched it this season Mm -hmm. so I felt like it really got me in the Christmas spirit um but it's so interesting that it's our favorite Christmas movie because it's not The Grinch or Home Alone or one of the traditional ones. But I really like it because it doesn't feel like a kid's movie. Like, yeah. it feels like an adult Christmas movie. So it's just so much fun. It's very adult. And it's a good story. And it's yeah. not cheesy. And, I mean, it has its cheesy lines, sure, and its cheesy moments. But, like, it's not a Hallmark cheesy movie, right. you right. know? Right, exactly. And... The storyline in and of itself is great. And yes, it's a Christmas movie, but really it it kind of doesn't really focus on Christmas. It just focuses on the family, the family. and like the divide Quentin has with the family 
and Joe and Baby and just like all the issues within the siblings. And it just happens to be taking place during Christmas and that's why they're all together. Right. Like the only reason it's, or the only reason they are all together and all this drama is going on is because they're all home for the holidays. Yeah. But it's so cute. And it's on Hulu. So if you want to watch this movie, go oh, check yeah. it out. She's on Hulu right now. Um, but yeah, I think one of my favorite things about it is that it's not like... I Like you said, there are cheesy parts about it, but it's not cheesy in the sense that like it's fun to see all the adult children come home and they all have... Because I feel like kids' movies and, like, cheesy Hallmark movies, they're so formulaic and you know exactly what's going to happen and, like, kids' movies are so simple. But with this one, it's, like, they have a whole family history of their lives and the drama with the family business and then who went off to college and who's, you know, still at home, but then who's been in college for a long time, but who didn't graduate and like who raised who, who raised who Quentin left and hasn't been here and a senior left and hasn't been like all this family drama. That's this history that we learn through the unfolding of this story. And just through dialogue between the characters, it's like, we don't get like the laid out. Here's what happened. Exactly. Or the flashbacks or anything like that. We just hear it through dialogue of just the characters talking to each other. Yeah. Of like, this is how your life has played out. Which is why it feels like you're like right there with them because nobody's going to like sit you down and be like, okay, here's what happened. Right. They're just going to be themselves and they, you know, especially with the drama and the negative parts, they're going to like hold their tongue or they're going to be reserved and then they're going to lash out and like it all unfolds very naturally. Yeah. Okay, well, so I took a couple notes while we were watching this movie today. Okay, let's hear it. I want to chat about. Okay, first of all, starting off the movie, Madeer sends Baby to the grocery store for groceries. On a motorcycle. On? Oh, okay, thank God. (laughs) Because tell me how this boy is going to fit groceries and bring them home on a motorcycle. Yeah. In what world? I had the exact same thought. I was like, this homie just has a motorcycle and a backpack. He's not coming home with groceries for Christmas dinner. No, ain't no way. My only thought was that, okay, it's like a day and a half before Christmas or like two. two. So maybe it's just a couple things. So maybe it's just a couple things. Like she already has the ham. She already has all the fixings. Yeah. She just needs to get like a can of mushroom soup. I don't fucking know. Right. Get some cranberry sauce. Which, <laughs> right, which I gave him the benefit of the doubt because he was like, oh, is this it? Like, sometimes you'd be forgetting stuff. Uh-huh, yeah. So maybe it was a short list. I hope. But I did pick up on the motorcycle. Right. I was like, what? But then he was so kind. He was like, hey, Joe, I'm going to the grocery store. Do you need anything? I was like, that's really sweet. So I want to get into the Joe of it all. Let's talk about Joe. Because Joe is the most patient man I have what ever seen. Like... Sticking by Madeer and all of her children's drama and the children that don't like him and the children that do like him. But then she's dead set on, one, not getting divorced from Senior. I think, like, they had mentioned in the movie that she had just gotten divorced or, like, it was about to happen or something. Something like that. Which means Joe had been there. I think they've said for about what like 10 years like seven eight well that's the thing is like again like you said this movie doesn't spell anything out for you we pick it all up from dialogue yeah so they kept saying that joe's been living there since is it kelly since mel left since for college. mel left for college and she's and been in college for seven seven years. years yes yeah so they dropped that so like you have to put all the pieces together where she at first says like they joke that she's been in college for seven years and she's changed majors a couple of times. And then obviously I'm sure Joe didn't move in right away. So maybe him and Madeira had been together for a little bit. Yeah. Um, but then you also put in the pieces that like um, baby is about to graduate high school and leave for college. And so that puts him at about 17 or 18, which means Joe moved in when he was like 10. 10. Which means Joe is pretty much his father. Yeah. Like, yeah. So like that's a huge point to realize about their relationship and how close they are yeah um which i really love their relationship um but also joe kind of reminded me of maxine from from scratch who is amy's stepmom because she was so patient and so understanding of her role as step parent and but also like in a tumultuous relationship between the two parents like which obviously senior is not in this christmas but but Quentin could almost take his place with 100%. how 
like petty he is and just mean in general and joe steps in and is so gracious and patient and then takes care of him at the end and like is just so amazing and also like the grace and like the respect that um joe has for the rest of the family for like hiding the fact that he lives there but also i feel like that was on madeir yeah she's not divorced from seniors like she needs to face her issues and be like look seniors not coming back hey kids i'm getting a divorce like that's be honest. What I'm saying I'm saying Joe is so patient and I don't think I could do that. I don't think I could be that patient for I'm assuming they've been together for about 10 years. If we're talking they've lived together for seven. They were probably together three, four years before that. Something like that for a decade. And you're acting like he doesn't live here. That's crazy. And you're not divorced yet. And he's helped take care of your 17 year old child and, you know, take care of everything. Yeah. And he just, I can, he just loves her so much. I can tell, yeah. but it's just, I, I don't think I could do it. I don't know. It's that big love, you know. It's a lot, but no, he's one of my favorite characters, and he just has so much grace with all the kids, and even with Quentin, he like, kind of doesn't let Quentin treat him like shit, but he also doesn't fight back too hard right. on it. He's just like, you know, whatever. He's, like, very confident in his place within the family. He's like, I know that your mother wants me here, so I'm going to be here. Yeah. I was like, period. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, so when all the siblings are showing up, one of my favorite parts, or just, like, uh, something I want to talk about. So Mel brings home Devin, her, like, college boyfriend. <laughs> this is the best part. And... First off, when Mel, like, kind of leaves the room and then all the brothers and cousins and Joe are, like, just immediately staring at Devin. <laughs> just, like, so who are you? Like, it's, the, what? it's the silence for me. <laughs> like, It was so funny. But when they were all sitting at dinner, this is what I want to talk about. And Devin is talking to Mel and is like, oh, I didn't know your dad was a preacher. And she's like, oh, he's not. He's i don't remember a what. deacon uh, yeah a deacon and he's not my father and he was like oh sorry okay here's my question you didn't tell him before thank you <laughs> okay you're telling me this whole car ride up or yeah. the plane ride you didn't have a conversation of who yeah. is who and what's going on and what to say and what not to say exactly that has always sit unwell with me i'm just like yeah because you brought this boy home not knowing what he was getting into with your family and you didn't prepare him right and you just let him walk in blind yeah. And say shit like that at the dinner table? It's just, that's horrible. And poor Joe had to just listen to it. And then it brought up the whole senior topic at the dinner table, yeah. which always makes Madeir upset. And it's just, ugh. And like how they awkwardly said, like, oh, he moved on. And he was like, I'm so sorry for your loss. Like, I'm like, girl, you didn't you tell, tell him anything. Nothing. Like, I just like, good. Because my question to you is going to be, wouldn't you prepare someone yeah, that's absolutely. going to have dinner with your family? Yeah. Especially with all the siblings, and then, like, if your siblings are in relationships, and then, like, you've got a cousin. I mean, just, there's so many people. Yeah. And it's like, here's the 411. Yeah. Let me just fill you in. That's so funny that you mentioned that, because I was just watching The Sex Lives of College Girls, mm-hmm. and there's this scene where these two girls, like, this one of the characters is at dinner with her dad, and then they run into another one of the friends, and she's at dinner with her dad. And the dads happen to know each other, and they, like, whatever, sit down to eat dinner together. And so before they go and sit down, the friend was like, look, I just need to warn you right now that my dad orders a martini in a really embarrassing way. <laughs> like, really, just really awkward. I just need to prepare you right now. And the girl was like, okay, thank you. I'm prepared. <laughs> and they go and sit down, and the dad is like, I like to order a martini, dirty. And I mean really dirty, like filthy. Like, I want this martini to be ashamed of it. <laughs> ashamed of itself. And the, the friends are just making eye contact across the table. And I'm like, that's how you prepare someone that to meet is, your dad. Absolutely. Absolutely. Which Mel did not do with Devin. No, not okay? at all. Okay, well, later, so after that whole dinner kind of scene happened, mm-hmm. and then one of, I know both of our favorite parts is when they do the little dance line, like the, the where they dance it's and they the go down. Ugh, it's so good. And then that's when Quentin shows up. And oof, we mm-hmm. are blessed. Okay, but before that, we're we are blessed before that because Quentin does come on our screen. Oh, we are, and he's yeah. on stage and he's Oh, he sweaty, opens up this movie and baby. he's just he looks so good. And he's like jamming on stage and then he just gives off the best vibes. And oh. then he goes and sits at the bar 
and smashes this homie over the head of the bottle. And I was like, that was hot. Like, I just, yeah, you know, and I feel like busts out a window, like jumps through the window. He really did. And ran down the fire escape. Like he jumped across a pool table. Like, (laughs) um, and so I feel like that was a fun way to kick off the movie because we don't know like what he's getting into. That's true. This we is don't true. know how he relates to the family, like all that. So um, anyways, I just had to touch on how, how good he yeah. looked on that stage. Well, speaking of that, this is another thing. Like this is another movie that I've seen so many times that I forget that at the start of the movie, you don't know what Quentin is up to and right. what's going on. Right, right, right. So like now you say that I'm like, oh yeah, that is such a suspicious way to open the movie. Yeah, I'm like, what is going on? Like what Christmas movie did Bailey make me watch right now? (laughs) Right. Like I totally forgot because I've just, I've seen it so many times. I just automatically know Quentin owes his people money and all this stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Quentin shows up in the, the dancing line. In the best way, like surprises his mom behind her at the dance line. Like so cute. It was so cute. And he's there, cocky as ever, just sass master himself. Just, he's just, I get it. But at the same time, I'm just like over him a lot in the movie he's, too. Yeah, he's an asshole. It's, yeah, it is yeah. what it is. But he's damaged. He needs therapy is what he needs. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but then again, this movie was made in 2007 and not 2022 when everybody's in therapy. <laughs> Period. Um... But I love, you can tell when he comes home and he automatically falls into that role of big brother. Mm-hmm. Like you can tell that he is the man of the house, essentially, because mm-hmm. that's what he was for such a long time after senior left. Which, speaking of senior leaving, how, how would you feel if your husband left you with six children? Oh, my God. Just up and left. Clearly, if you have six, six children and Madeer feels the way about you that she does, clearly you were in love. Yeah. And then you just up and leave. Like, I- Well, that's what you and I were talking about. Like, they were sitting around the dinner table and I was like, she got six kids. Like, it just hit me. I was yeah. like, there's six of them. Yeah. Like, I just, I wasn't, I don't know. I don't think it had, like, really registered before. But that's a lot of kids, dude. And, like, yeah, senior just up and leaving when... How long ago had Senior left? Like, I, baby was a baby was like little. Little. Well, um, Lisa had been talking about how she practically raised Claude, which means Senior had to have been gone by then. Well, obviously, Claude is older than Baby. Yes. So, but also older than Mel. And so I think it goes Baby, Mel, Kelly, Claude, or Claude, Kelly, Lisa, Quentin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think that Lisa probably raised, honestly, Mel, Claude, and Kelly. Yeah. And then she probably said that about Claude because they were talking about him. But also, I think that she was old enough to be, like, gone by the time that baby needed raising or whatever yeah but yeah back to like quentin coming in and just like assuming big brother role how he like sits at the head of the table yeah. and they're all crowded around and like want to update him and they're all but they also like all slipped into their old sibling banter mm-hmm. which honestly the whole movie like they have such funny banter and they're just roasting the shit out of each other and that's like, like my favorite part of this movie is yeah. i love the sibling banter it's the best and it's like you're grown-ass adults and you're still like just roasting your sibling yeah. for things they did in high school it's like it's <laughs> yeah. so good seriously but um go ahead no like like touching on that like the scene when they all go out together is like one of my favorites and like mel is in the closet with Devin, and they're like (laughs) making out and then quinn walks in and then kelly walks in and then claude is like oh i'm going out and they're like oh where are you going like i want to go i want to go quinn's like i'm coming with you and he's like no no like it's really fine and then they all start talking about like mel's like boyfriend and they can't figure out his name (laughs) He like says his name and they are from like, the closet. From the closet. <laughs> and then she just comes out. She's like, we want to go. <laughs> and they're all just looking at him. And they're just like, oh, my God. And then just this shot of them like mobbing into this club together and like Quentin leading them. And I was like, this is like so this is cool. a vibe. Whitfield. <laughs> <laughs> and then this is where we meet Claude's wife. Yes. 
Well, like, we didn't know that they were married. No, we didn't know anything about her. Well, yeah, at the time, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I thought that they, he just like had a girlfriend or whatever. And then he was like, Oh, I'm going to tell Madeira tomorrow. And when I first watched it, I thought that it was like, I thought that Madeira would be upset that he was dating a white woman. Right. Come to find out they got married and she's pregnant. Yeah. And he's AWOL. Yeah. Like just listen, homie, you need to tell your mother. (laughs) (laughs) He is in some shit. Okay. Claude is he's got some baggage with him this yeah I don't know what he's yeah I don't know what he's doing but back to like the club scene so um we see baby on stage everybody was surprised well they're all just chatting it up and then the announcer announces Michael Whitfield and they're all still chatting and then they look and they're like did did he just say Michael Whitfield yeah like what and then my favorite part is when baby is like about to sing and hasn't started yet. Yeah. And then Kelly. They looks think at, that he's like flubbering on stage. Right. Kelly looks at Quinn and is like, go, go help him. Go get him down. And get Quinn's like, oh man. He's like, hey, yo, come, come here. And then baby starts singing. Woo. Okay. Disclaimer. Yes. This is Chris Brown. However, we're going to talk about baby, the but character. we're also going to talk about this is pre- Pre, oh, Pre-incident. Uh-huh, yeah. So Chris Brown is still, you know, famous and young and cute and, like, a cute little, you know, he's baby. Like, he he sings in the movie. And like, also, he did a great job acting in this movie for not I being agree. an actor at the time. Was this his only acting role? I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know, and I haven't looked it up, and I don't I care. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> I really don't. <laughs> this is the only thing that... I'll tolerate. Yeah. Yeah. Because Chris Brown's problematic, and we understand that. Absolutely. And, and he's going to be put in a box. But right now, we're talking about baby. <laughs> exactly. But he does so good. I mean, so, and I love that song, and he does so good. Yeah. And it's such a jam. Like, we were, like, dancing yeah, we were. <laughs> to it. Like, it was so good. And all of his siblings, too, were like, oh, shit. Like, baby can sing? Yeah. And then all of his siblings get up and dance. Yeah. And this is where uh, Kelly meets... The guy that she ends up like, yeah. What's his name? Joe. No, Joe is the no, dad. not Joe. Um, something like that. Isn't it like Lawrence? Lawrence. No. Santa. Let's just call him Santa. Gerald. Gerald. But I'm we down for Santa. Cl- we weren't close at all. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You got the just sound from Joe. Um, but I'm not gonna remember that. So let's call him Santa because he does show up in a Santa suit, looking fine as hell. Um. <laughs> Can I say what you said yeah. while we were watching it? You said, look, I don't have a thing for Santa. However, if there is a man that I was already into and he dressed up as Santa, I could be down. <laughs> it was so Listen, funny. I just, I understand, like, the way that Kelly felt in that moment, I understood. You get I, it. That's all I'm saying. You're like, I'm with you. So um, it was really funny how all of her siblings roasted her when he showed up, though. Um... But I thought it was cute that he, like, came in a Santa suit for the kids. Yeah. He was a great guy. Yeah. He was so cute. I love that, like, they were leaving the club and Quentin was like, where's Kelly? And they were like, oh, she's with Santa. Yeah. She's with Gerald. (laughs) Gerald. Thank you. And he was like, all right, she's good. All right, she's good. Yeah, because Quentin knew him. Quentin went to high school with him. So Quentin knew that he was, like, a good guy. Um, But it was nice seeing that, like, all the siblings – and we'll get into, like, like why they left the club in the first place. But, like, all of them were, like, sticking together at the end and were, like, where is she and all right. that stuff. But, so at the club, Claude decided to pull a gun out on. What the fuck, Claude? Dude. He, because, like, just these guys were, like, giving him shit about his wife and, and all this stuff. And then he got mad and pulled a gun Which, out. Which, the way that he sent her away, I was like, homie, you, that was rude. Okay, what I don't understand, I don't, maybe it's just, like... A difference in like families but for me I find it way easier to tell my siblings things other than like before my parents right and I feel like that would have been a perfect time to kind of you know give a give a soft launch of the wife you know <laughs> just introduce yeah. her to the siblings yeah I think that he just the way that the rest of his character is such a mess, I think that he didn't know how to say it. Yeah. But I also think that seeing the way that that family interacts, like, 
If he had told his siblings, it would have gotten out to Madeir before he had a chance to tell her himself, and that's not what he wanted. That's true. So I I feel like from that perspective, I get it. Um, But just the way that he sent her away and was like, look, my siblings came, and, like, I couldn't do anything about it, so, like, go back to the hotel and, like, I'll see you tomorrow or whatever. He was like, I'll see you later, and he never. No, he was like, I'll see you back at the hotel. And I was like, homie, just, like, steal her away into a corner somewhere. And he was literally like, get out of here. Right. (laughs) I was like, sir. Well, this brings my question of if he wanted to meet up with her, why wouldn't he just go to the hotel that night instead of going to the club? Yeah, why did you go to a fucking club? And then just, like, lie to your siblings that, like, you're running out to get a Christmas present or something. I mean, it was the middle of the night. That wouldn't work out. Maybe come up with something better. But... I don't know. Maybe don't get caught by your siblings in the yeah, kitchen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He messed up. But wouldn't they rather spend time alone in a hotel than go out to a club? Right. Where you have to like yell over the music and deal with other guys hitting on her and then get in a fight with those other guys uh-huh. and then lead to everything that uh-huh. happened in the rest of the movie. <laughs> exactly. Listen, I guess if he did that, we wouldn't have a movie. So there we go. <laughs> and that's on drama. But that just added to Claude's whole list of issues he had. Yeah, in this absolutely. Movie. Which pulling a gun out when you're AWOL and then... Oh, God. But the way all the siblings were like, when you get out of here, like, they just were like, let's go. (laughs) And we're done here. That's a wrap (laughs) on the club, okay? Yeah. Um, But it was funny. One of my... I, I, I always say one of my favorite scenes, there's so many of them in this movie, but one of my favorite scenes was when after that club night, Kelly stays out all night oh, and yeah. then she tries sneaking back into the house. Good morning, Kelly girl. Good morning, Kelly girl. And she just, she's like, good morning, mama. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good. It's like Madeir knows when her children are not in bed. Okay? Absolutely. She gets it. <laughs> And then the sisters were going back and forth and was like, did you, did you give it up? And he said, I don't, she, she was like, I don't know. He was doing more than give it. <laughs> yeah. And she was like, what did she say? Uh, she, she was like, oh, I didn't sleep with him. And she's like, why would I waste a whole night on sleep or something Ooh, like that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so good. And then Lisa was giving her shit. Okay, let's get into Lisa. Lisa and Malcolm. I want to talk about it because Malcolm is an absolute piece of shit. Malcolm is the worst. I think I flipped him off about three times watching this movie today. The amount of eye rolls I gave, like, he is just so infuriating. And, like, it from the very beginning, like, baby, can you heat my food up in the microwave? Baby, can uh, you cut my my plate? Yeah. Like, Oh, Malcolm what? likes his food extra hot. Ugh. Oh, my God. But when Kelly was like, yeah, when you're done cutting it, why don't you pass it over here and I'll chew it for him? <laughs> I was like, yes. Great life. Um, He's the worst. He's the worst. He's the worst. Even from like, even before they even fucking left. And she was like, he was like, oh, I thought you said you were going to be outside. And she's like, oh, I I was just grabbing a couple more things. And he's like, well, that's not what you said. That's not what you said. Yeah. I was like, sir. No. Yeah, no. Um, and then he like is trying to convince Lisa into selling the dry cleaners because it's too much upkeep. And I he doesn't love the do way that anymore. Kelly like totally picked up with that and was like, "Oh, he put you up to this." Yeah. And then he leaves to go have an affair, and then Lisa and Kelly get into it, and Kelly's like, "He's cheating on you," and she's like, "I know." And then Lisa finally decides to stand up for herself, and boy, this is the best. <laughs> the oh best my god, scene. Oh. great scene! She goes, "Mama, you got any baby oil?" <laughs> It's it's the Escalade in the river before that. Like, oh, my God. Yes. Yes. She just drove off thinking she just needed some space. And she ends up driving the thing off the fucking L.A. River. Like, whew. I love when he comes back. and He's like, babe, I didn't see the, the Escalade outside. Where is it? She's like, the bottom of the L.A. River. I said, what? She said, the bottom of the L.A. River. You heard me. <laughs> but she, like, kind of teases him. Like, she's, like, in some sexy lingerie when yeah. he gets back. And then she's like, oh, go take a shower. And he takes a shower. And then she just puts on her all of her clothes. And oh, it's so good. But, okay, we kind of had this conversation while we are watching it. And she just goes into Madeira's room and is like, hey, Madeira, do you have any baby oil? And she's like, oh, yeah. I'm like, do people just have baby oil on hand? Yeah, don't you? I mean, I don't have any currently. And I don't know if I had any growing up. I'm, I don't know. I don't, know. I, I don't think I have any currently. But I know my mom did for sure. Um, it's good for like cleaning stuff. 
which is so random. Also, it's like hypoallergenic. So if you want to put oil on after you shave or whatever, oh. it's good for that. And then my mom and I would wax our our own eyebrows. And the oil is good for getting the sticky of the mm. wax off. Mm. So I don't know. We just kind of used it for random stuff. Like you should just have baby oil in your house. Also, what is baby oil used for with babies? I don't know. To hydrate them. Is it you just rub it on them? I, I don't know. <laughs> I really don't. I don't have a kid. Don't ask me. I don't either. But like we were having this conversation. It got me thinking. What, what is the sole purpose of baby oil? <laughs> like the original intention of it. Girl, I do not know. Who knows? Anyway, she spreads that baby oil all over the, she does. the bathroom floor. And he's slipping and sliding everywhere. Oh, my God. It's and then she so pulls out a belt. Oh, she beat the shit yeah. out of him. He deserved it. He really did. And she was like, get out of my mama's house. Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. And then Kelly's like, I got one question for you. Baby oil? The whole (laughs) damn damn bottle. (laughs) Oh, so good. Yeah, he's a horrible person. And I I love at the very end when Madeira is, like, making her Christmas speech. And she's like, this Christmas, I lost a son-in-law. Thank goodness. (laughs) Thank goodness. (laughs) Well, speaking of, like, good quotes, like, Madeir said a lot of, like, classic mom lines. So good. You know? Like, a couple. Baby, I brought you into this world. I'm going to take you out. <laughs> yes. Or the, I don't care who started it. I'm finishing it. Hey. Like, the amount of times my mother would, would say that is just crazy. I also love when um, uh, Lisa, like, Kelly comes home and is telling Lisa, no, Lisa comes home and is telling everybody in the family that Claude is married. Oh, and yeah. Kelly's like, it's not funny. And Lisa's like, no, it's not. But I'm going to keep, keep drinking, drinking until, until it is. is. <laughs> Same. That's one of my favorite quotes, too. So good. Another one of my favorite Lisa quotes is at the very beginning when Kelly comes home and she's like, she's like, do you guys need help in the kitchen? And everybody's like, no. And <laughs> She's like, what? I can make whatever. And Lisa's like, you can't make nothing but reservations. You can't make nothing but reservations. I was like, that's classic. And this one's not as like funny, but it's kind of sad. But it's when Quentin is telling Madeir and he's like, when you wake up in the morning, I'll be gone. And she says, you break my heart. Why don't you? She said, you're more and more like your father every day or whatever. Oh, my God. that. That one hurt. I think that one just sticks with me because Quinn says it and then Madeer says it right back, like just like kind of quotes it to him just to just to point out to him how bad that, that sounds. hurts. Yeah. 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 I mean, when you haven't been home in four years and then you tell your mom that like, well, and you haven't been home in four years and you spend the whole time like shitting on Joe and talking right. about senior and like all this stuff, then like. You know, just get out of here. Also, like, he's not even sticking around for Christmas. I just think it's, like, crazy yeah. and weird. Well, and then you brought these thugs that you owe money to, and they spent the night in your mama's house. Dude, in what world? But that night was funny. That was when, so funny. <laughs> when my dear, like, found out about Claude's wife and oh Claude being AWOL and all this stuff. And then she just turns and looks at them and is like, who, and who are you? Are you married to any of my children? <laughs> And they're like, um, no, ma'am, uh, we're friends of Quinn. And she's like, oh, okay, well, more the merrier. Have some dinner. <laughs> like, and then they go and make themselves at home, and they go in the kitchen. They're like, look, homie, I found some socket to me cake. <laughs> the fact, though, that Quentin let like them sleep in his mother's house. Yeah, that's outrageous. Like, they could have, like, it could have been really bad. Like, they could have taken... It out on his family, what Quentin owed them. Like, yeah, they literally could have like stolen everything in their house. They could have like beat somebody in their sleep. Like, I would be so concerned. Well, especially because Quentin's plan was to be gone before they woke up. And I'm like, so you're just gonna leave them? Yeah, you're gonna leave them and let them wake up in your mother's house with all of your siblings and your family. Like, uh, it's so bad. Um, but. Let's talk about that train. Well, because, like, Joe, that's when Joe and Quentin, like, make up is, like, Joe kind of pays Quentin's debt. Yeah. I forget how, like, Joe knew where he would be and how to, like, save the day. I think Joe just picked up on the fact that they were, like, thugs and were, like, No, I know. I guess, did did he know that Quentin was taking the train? I think he, like, followed Quentin. Oh, he followed him. Yeah. I think he knew that he was, uh, like, because Quentin essentially said he would be gone before they woke up. 
And, oh, Quentin also left Joe's, like, contico of clothes that were in the garage by the door. Right. And then Joe woke up. So I'm sure it start, It went from there. I think Joe was awake and then followed him wherever he was going. Yeah. But it was really cute that because Joe in the bathroom had a callback to when Quentin was in high school or something and was getting bullied. And Joe was like, oh, it's the same thing about. That's right. Because I think Quentin said, how did you know or whatever? And he said, oh, it was the same as when you were in high school or when you did this, which just, again, shows how long Joe has been around. Yeah. That man deserves respect in that household. I know. Well, I think that like Joe or sorry, Quentin bringing Joe's like tub of clothes to the door was his way of saying like i see you i see that you're loving my mom and like staying here um so i think that was like it was the most like (laughs) manly form of communication which is not to communicate and to just like do something to show it i guess yeah um but i think after all that and all the fights that they have like it's probably the best way. But then Joe comes and like shows up at the train station, mm-hmm. saves the day because Quentin's getting his ass beat in oh, that bathroom. Bad. Uh-huh. Like, and so Joe shows up and pays them. And yeah. Yeah. Well, and here's my question is how, what all did Joe unpack to put in the garage? Because you're telling me everything, all of your clothes are in one little contigo <laughs> box. Like what? Nah, I think, he probably just because they show in the beginning to him like emptying out the dresser or something oh yeah and i'm just like you're taking all of your like doing that every year it's just yeah that's kind of crazy but then he just brings up one bo- like it's just one box so i'm like you're telling me everything you own is in that one box in what world <laughs> well and the other thing is like if he needs to clean out the dresser like what are your adult children going into Madeir's room yes. and like opening the drawers to figure out if Joe lives there? Right. Like, who cares? Also, where is Joe sleeping when he's not there? Did he get a hotel? Okay, I was trying to figure that out too. My theories are either he gets a hotel or he goes and hangs out in the garage until everybody goes to sleep and, then and goes he sneaks back room. in. Because when Quentin brought the tub up in the beginning, he was there in the morning. Right. Because that's my other question is why was Joe in that room if he... I'm pretty sure he stays there and they so just So he fake just it. sneaks back up. That's yeah. even Which is worse. like so sad. That's so sad. It's too much work. They're too old to be doing I that know. much work. Like just let that man sleep. No. But Joe and Quentin did make up when because Quentin came back at the Christmas dinner... And all this stuff. But my other question about Christmas dinner is the f- the grandchildren, Lisa's children, there's just two of them, yeah. boy and a girl, and they have their own separate table. Yeah, the kids' table. There's two of them. What is the point? Like, what's the, point the point is that kids are annoying and they don't need to be at the adults' table. Okay, no, you're wrong. <laughs> don't you remember what it felt like to be a kid and you're just stuck at a kid's table like how would you feel if it was just you and your brother and then your aunts and your uncles and your grandparents and there was maybe 10 of them and you were the only two children and they all sat at a big table and then three feet away was your table like that yeah that's how it was no that's what i'm saying is i I get it because like that's how it was i mean i get it if there's more than two kids but like if there's just two of them i i get it if there's like four or five kids right but, like, two, just that just seems like you're excluding them. Like, what are they going to have a conversation about? They are brother and sister. They live together. What all <laughs> do they have to talk about? It's like, wouldn't they want to hang out with their grandma or see their aunt, uncle that they haven't seen in four you know, years? Yeah, I guess. Like, I just, I hated being the kid and getting summoned <laughs> to the kids' table because I wanted to hang out and have all the fun conversations with the adults. <laughs> and I was just looking at those poor kids just sitting by themselves I don't know. I mean, I get it, but I I honestly think a lot of it has to do with, like, the movie. Like, they didn't need to be at the table because of the conversation and stuff. But, like, I don't know. I didn't think that it was that out of pocket. No. I I mean, it's not. I just felt bad for them. (laughs) Like, it was just a bummer. And also, they, like, they're such side characters. Like, they're so not They literally, like, I don't even know their names. I don't think they have names. (laughs) (laughs) But... Madeer makes that speech like you mentioned earlier about how she lost a son-in-law and that is their father. (laughs) And also you're telling me you had this conversation with them in a day 
that you're getting a divorce. Oof, yeah. Also, those kids don't know anything that's going on. And all they're told is their father is going to be home for Christmas. And then she kicks him out. And they don't have a conversation with the kids of why isn't daddy here? Like, that is <laughs> so messed up. Those kids are going to be scarred for life. Okay. <laughs> I'm just laughing so hard. Because, like, in all the times that I've watched this movie, I've never had this train of thought. I have only had this thought today <laughs> when watching it. I mean, you bring up a good point, but like, I don't know. I just feel, I mean, the kids table, I feel like is normal, but like, you, I think you bring up a good point about not having told them that they're getting a divorce or whatever yeah. that's going to look like. Yeah. Like what I was thinking before Madir said that at the table and like when they were at church in the morning on Christmas morning and the dad and Malcolm wasn't there is maybe Lisa told them, Oh, he had to work longer, but daddy loves you and we'll call him later. All this stuff, just yeah. lying, saying he is still out of town. and couldn't make it home. Right. But, but the Madir Madir is like, I lost a son-in-law. Hallelujah. <laughs> and then those poor children are like, daddy, what? Like, yeah, they don't know what's going on. They're also like, 10 and like eight like they're young like they're not yeah but like you said they don't know what's going on and they're over at the kids table so like they're probably not even paying attention no they were literally looking at her when she was talking (laughs) because again jessica they're two three feet away from the table they can hear everything that's going on it's almost irrelevant that they're at their separate table because listen when my dear had six kids she filled up the dining room table okay there was no room for the grandchildren no Okay, but what I want to say about that dinner table scene is that around this time in the movie, today while we were watching it, which I don't know why I've never had this thought before. I probably have, and I probably just forgot, but I was like, why Why is it called This Christmas? Oh, no. And then right at that moment, Madeira stands up and she's like, This Christmas, I lost a son-in-law, thank goodness, and I gained a wonderful daughter-in-law. And my oldest son is home. And then, so she starts that speech with this Christmas. And then Joe stands up and gives his speech. Mm-hmm. And he says, like, I hope that every Christmas is as good as this, this Christmas. Christmas. And I was like, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's one of my favorite lines. It, like, ties a nice little bow on the whole movie. Yeah. I'm sure I picked up on it before. It was just the way that, like, while I was watching it today, I kind of forgot. I was like, why is it called this Christmas? Christmas and yeah. then right as I was having that thought, it gets answered for me. I was like, yeah. great. Love it. Because <laughs> it's like so many things happened that like that Christmas. And so right. it was it was really sweet. But that was when like Quentin made a speech about Joe and Joe made a speech about all the kids and everything. It was just really sweet family. And I literally I didn't tear up, but I got so like when Quentin was giving the speech to Joe and you love Joe so much. I love Joe so much. Okay. And my dear, like, just like put her hand to her chest and she was like, Oh, and I was like, same girl. (laughs) (laughs) Just cause her heart was so happy that her oldest son and the man she loves are just like besties. Now is the best. Um, and then of course we get the great closing of, uh, the baby church, singing yeah. this Christmas. It was so sweet. So sweet. And then, like, Madeir finally sees B- baby sing after, like, oh, he finally sh- told her that he wants to pursue music, but yeah. he didn't want to do that because of everything that happened with Senior and Quentin. Right. And then, but then she hears him sing, and, like, he's he's so good. And she's like, sobbing. Yeah. She is crying so hard. He, like, gets her up to dance in church. Mm-hmm. So good. I think, like, part of her was, like, crying because she was so proud of him and also because she was terrified of losing him. Absolutely. Which is sad. I think she was also emotional that, like, I think part of what resonated with me was their the conversation that they had before. And he told her, like, I want to do this, but, like, I'm not doing it because of you. But then she hears how good she, how good he is and how much he loves it. And, like, looks so happy on stage. And then she was probably emotional because, like, she felt like she was holding him back. Yeah. When he's, like, so talented. I agree. It's just such an emotional scene. Yeah. And then Claude shows up, too, and gets reunited with his wife and the family. Which, like, why is he in uniform if he's AWOL? Well, he's in uniform because so he got arrested by the 
people that pressed charges, but then he got dismissed. Like they didn't end up pressing charges, but then the army took him in. That's right. And so they had, they like kept, they held him and then they put him back in uniform because I think they were transporting him back, but they were letting him go see his family before. Oh, they were. Okay. Which is why he was in uniform and he was with guards that were in uniform too yeah i wasn't sure about like them letting him out to see his family but they did say early in the movie that they're taking him to pendleton which is like south of la so um that makes sense yeah but it was a nice like tie-up of the movie oh it's so good great movie great movie and like even though we've seen it a bunch of times like i was laughing out loud at all the jokes oh yeah like it's so funny i was quoting it like Ugh, so good. The only thing you can make is reservations. Ugh. <laughs> it's a solid. Well, Bailey, I just have to say thank you for showing me my new favorite Christmas movie. Like, You're very welcome. It's my pleasure. I'm just happy to share it with anybody that will listen, really. Because, again, a lot of people don't know this. And I hope that whoever's listening to this right now, I hope if you haven't seen this movie, you go watch it. Yeah, and great you movie. love it as much as we do. Because it's so... Good. And it's so, like, out of pocket. It's just so, like, what? Like, <laughs> who, who knew about this movie? Yeah. 100%. I think that's why it's fun. Yeah. But, yeah. Great movie. I'm so glad we got to watch it together. Yeah. And Merry Christmas, everybody. This is our last episode of the year. Oh, my goodness. It is. Of 2022? Of 2022. Wow. We made it. We did it. High five. High five. <laughs> We're coming back stronger than ever in January. Yeah, we are going to take a week off, but we'll be back the first week of January after the new year. Yep. So there won't be a new episode next week, but we hope you all have a Merry Christmas, a Happy Holidays, a Happy New Year. Um, and if you watch anything good, let us know. <laughs> Absolutely. And we have some exciting things we're going to be looking forward to in 2023. Mm-hmm. We're going to be looking... Doing a little recap of 22 and then looking ahead to 23 that we're really excited for. So we can't wait for that. Yeah, stay tuned. Um, Make sure you guys follow us on Instagram and TikTok. We're at Subtitles On or Off Podcast. And we're on Twitter at S-O-O-O Podcast. Happy holidays. See you next year. Bye. Bye. (laughs)